Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny50. And today, we are looking at our top 10 Top 10 games of all time! Of all time. On our episode number... 50! 50. Oh yeah! Hey, wait, hold up. I thought I was going to do the party favors later. 50! Am I, am I too late now? <laughs> so thanks for joining us for episode number 50. Hey, residents of Meepletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with his party hat on, with his party pants on, and he's dancing, and we're continuing the party favors. Mm, mm, it's episode number 50, it's in the house, and if you don't like it, you can get out. No, don't, don't get out. We want you here, even if you don't care if it's episode number 50. Don't listen to that guy. Hey. We're glad you're here. If you don't like this house then you can go to your own uh, house. House. Yeah, that's that's good. Very astute observation. You know why I'm Johnny 50? <laughs> nope. No, a little, I, little obvious, huh? No clue. I'm Our 50. 50th episode. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Did you believe we would make it to this point? I did once we ramped up doing weekly episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think we can do it. Because we're like three away. I, I really thought we were. Then we were in you know, episode five, episode six, and I was like, oh, am I really going to have to do this with Dean for mm-hmm. this long? And you have. And honestly, though, I do. I love it, Dean. If we were on the same side of the table, I would give you a 50-episode hug, and I am stretching my arms out towards you right now. Would you rather have a 50-episode hug or 50 hugs? Ooh, 50 hugs. Oh, goodness gracious. I don't think I can handle Give me, hugs. give me 50 hugs. I want those 50 hugs, girl. <laughs> Yikes. Right. Yeah, I, I, you know, we've been doing this for 50, and I at least know that we can make it another five. I mean... I think we can do that. I think we've got <laughs> enough episodes in us to make it another five, at least. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. We always enjoy it. Most of the time. Is most lot, of the time we enjoy Dean it. Dean does the editing on this, so he's the one that's saying most of the time on that. <laughs> so that's why probably in case you couldn't tell from my voice it's probably because of his because he has to edit this so yeah yep, there we you do go we have good times we do it's I'm fun 50 uh, is that a sort of Mally O'Malley I thought you were bringing Gus What's, Chiggins out what is slightly her name? is it it's not Mally O'Malley what is her name I, I, just, I just literally looked it up oh I don't know oh come on Molly Shannon SNL yeah I know I'm 50 yeah I don't remember though all right, I'm looking at Sometimes up. I don't remember things. All right, while you're looking that up, let's do a poll. How about that? All right, let's do it. Did you see it yet? Have you seen this one? Do you have any idea what this one is, first of all? Mm, no. It's a yes or no Sally question. Sally O'Malley. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sally O'Malley. I feel like I have to help you sometimes. You didn't help me. Literally, you did nothing. This morning, you I didn't. was talking to my son, and I have to. He needs like conversation classes. I like ask him questions, and he just doesn't respond. I'm like, dude, just you don't even have to have like a lengthy response. Just give me a yes or no, Noah. <sighs> okay, he's getting to be a he's a twelve year old, almost a t- teenager, turnager, because they're turning the tides are turning. I think it's tweenager. How it's much money will you spend on board games this year? I want to know how much money. I was thinking about the monies that I've been spending. Less than a hundred. One hundred to three hundred. Three to five hundred. Five hundred plus. 
Well, does this include past purchases or this yes. is from this moment? Yes. So, no, no, no. And future purpose, pur- purchases? For 2021. And that's the way I thought. That's the way I thought whenever I wrote, so wrote this. So in all of 2020, how much yeah. are you going to spend on board games? Uh, yeah. Why did I say 2021? <laughs> to, like into 2021. <laughs> that's what I was that's thinking. That's what you were saying, right? I think so. So in all of 2020, you, I think you're just wanting to skip over this year. In all of 2020, <laughs> how much, how much will money you and will you spend? spend? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you have spent? Where do you think where do you think Meeble Town is? A hundred, one to three hundred, three to five hundred, or five hundred plus? Mm, I'll be a little conservative. I'll, I'll say B, whatever that one was. One hundred to three hundred. One to three hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say three to five or whatever that one was. That was my gut. So you think the average person that's listening to our podcast or our Twitter, sorry, that's on Twitter, is paying a hundred to three hundred dollars a year in games? No, my gut says they're probably paying more than that, but that's just my guess. I, I'm gonna be conservative because. That is the number two answer. So C is the number one answer. I should have gone with my gut. Is that right? C, 300 to 500 is the number four answer. Really? Interesting. Meeple Town. Dude, you are whiffing. Like maybe Meeple Town's strike not one, buying a lot of games two, this year. Strike two, strike three. A? You're out! <laughs> I really did not think that was the right number answer. Number one answer, 42.5%. Oh. $500 plus dollars. Wow. Okay. So the so the people on the Twitters, that's number two. Uh, number one. Number two was thirty five percent. So you were fairly close with the one to three hundred. Then twelve and a half percent said less than a hundred. Three to five hundred was only ten percent. Okay. So I thought there might be more in the three to five hundred. After seeing this, I was like, May- maybe I should have done like a thousand plus just to see. And there's no way we can go back and do that now. I yeah, that's it's right. It's impossible to do another. Program. I may say. After the results of the last poll, I'm curious how much money have you spent? Has it, who's who's spending over a thousand dollars on games this year? So figure that out. I that should is, do that. You're looking at about that's not a that game m- and a half to two games a month, right? A Roughly, game and a game and a half to two games a month, like depending on what. Yes, it, it, unless you're doing some kickstarters and so that's what I had thought. Like, I mean, if you back a couple kickstarters, you could be at two fifty, yeah. depending on which ones they are. Yeah, you know, um, I would. I mean. I'd like to, I'd be un, I'd be interested. I'd be interested in knowing like what the average board game Kickstarter is these days because I feel like they're definitely getting more expensive overall. Yeah, well, especially when you got the uh, come on Kickstarters and like the Awaken Realm Awaken Realms that they're. What about that? Like they're super expensive. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You can spend. You know there was the one I don't know. Like I'm not really up on things right now, other than like the come on ones, but. Awaken Realms and the company that did like Kingdom Death Monster, like that one. If you went all in, I think it was like twenty five hundred dollars yeah. to go all in on that pledge. You know, I was thinking about this too. Whenever um, they announced the Queen Games did their Kickstarter for Hamburg and um, Amsterdam, and I remember thinking, I mean, honestly, I actually had more than one person message me or something and say, "Wow, that was more expensive than I thought it was going to be." Mm. I mean, they're sixty five dollars a game just for the game itself that's not including shipping and that's the base game right that's not the deluxe version right um it's that I, that was surprised me a little bit yeah i thought it might be more like 55 or something like that plus shipping maybe 70 total at the most right and so i just it, it made me kind of think I, I was thinking about this going man if, if someone backs both of these games that's that's 130 dollars plus shipping that's, yeah. that's a lot of money you know, and then I started thinking about how many games I'm buying every month because I usually buy at least. 
I'm in the 500 plus range. I mean, you are too, right? This year, I don't know. Like I've had a couple big purchases this year, but we have so many, so many games in the in the hopper, like review games that we're getting that obviously we didn't have to pay for because we're working yeah. to get the videos out and things like that. That I've I've not purchased as much this year. I bet if you went back and calculated, you might be surprised. You're though. probably right, but I, I guess I'm thinking more lately. Earlier in the year, that that might have been the case, but I haven't really. What'd you spend when you got that set of like Maracaibo and all that stuff that you? That ordered? was like my big purchase in like months. That what? was I think that was a hundred bucks. That's not that bad. Yeah, I was sitting back thinking like I thought, man, five hundred sounds like a lot, but I, I'm sure I've probably done it. Yeah, you know. I, yeah, I, I, I'm sure I have too. It's just. It is I'm different sure I thinking will, about sure. it now because I haven't purchased that many games lately, which is weird because this is the time of year to purchase them, right? Like, it's Gen but we're Con, getting some for free, uh, you know, so yeah, virtual Gen Con. But even the ones that were not, like, there's several that I really, really want to try out. I just I've got a little fatigue for all the games in the you know that that are sitting on the shelf that we've got to knock out. Yeah, so I do too. How are you? Are you backing this hamburger Amsterdam? By the way. Just curious. I've been purposefully trying not to pay too much attention to it's it. It's up to seven hundred fifty-eight thousand. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's it's expensive. So they're so they're. I mean, uh, whether you like it or hate it, they're killing it. So it's a frustrating one because it it seems like you're not going to be able to get them very easily afterwards. Um, I don't really care about the Hamburg because I'm okay having Bruges. Like I I read all the differences. It's for me. I don't think it's enough. Maybe it is. I might change my mind. But at this point, it's not enough to change my mind to get it. The one I'm more excited about is Amsterdam because I've been wanting to play Macau for a while, and this seems like it's going to be a really good version of that. So yeah, uh, you, I don't know. Are you surprised by 500 plus? By that 42.5 percent of people saying that they spent at least 500 bucks on games. I guess if you're listening to a board game podcast, you're pretty into it, right? Into but this is Twitter, so there are some people that. I know there are people that follow us and stuff that most of them are board game folks. Sure. But I, I mean, I also know people though in the board game world that just are pretty still cost conscious and aren't quick to jump on buying a new game. Yeah. I mean, there, there are plenty of people like that. Yeah. I'm kind of like that. And I wouldn't spend as much money for sure if it wasn't for this podcast and for our YouTube channel. I, I, I generally buy games that will help that we could review yeah yeah that makes sense or something that we reviewed and i'm like oh geez i gotta play that i gotta own that because it was pretty awesome and dean has it or something like that yeah the other part for me is i've got a lot of games that i've got to get rid of like a lot and and i just got some shelves built where i'm going to be where i can now sort out my games and put the ones that i want to keep for sure and then sell or put in storage if we end up doing a uh if we ever end up doing any kind of convention but that's not really been on my radar because we can't play games with people right now so yep anyway. not on the radar so you gonna talk about a couple of things we've been playing together yeah, lately let's do that so dr finn games steve finn just came out with a kickstarter and he did not pay us to talk about this just we'll say that he sent us some games he sent us all the games for free we've played two of them and hope to play the other two I would like to say that they're not for free because we put a lot of time and effort into playing and reviewing these games. I mean, when you think of think of how much we're getting for that, it's very true. We're we're making less than minimum wage. On but these we games. we did have a chance but to play we two of these. Them. We've not played all of these yet. Yeah, um, we got to get the other two knocked out because we'd like to do videos and talk about them on here. But the two that we did play, Nanga Parbit and Biblios Quill and Parchment. Did That's exactly that right. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah so. Let's start with Nanga Parbat. Yes, let's do so. 
Now his, I will say that his Kickstarter has done. It just uh, started yesterday. He's at twenty nine thousand out of forty, so he's almost he's getting there. Can I let me? Okay, before we get into this game, I know I'm jumping right to the end. You want to spend your money wisely? Go look at this Kickstarter. This yeah. is a deal. Again, it's a really good deal. These games. This is just two guys that like games talking about this. Yes. You know, uh, one game. Is twenty three dollars. Two games is forty four. Sixty two for three. Seventy five dollars for four games. Good games. Yeah, they're they're filler games, right? So we're talking uh, thirty minutes or less, I think, on all of them, or close to. That. I'm not sure about mining. Well, in parchment says thirty to forty minutes. Yeah. Which, which two player, which is what we've played it at. Uh, you can play less than less than thirty. Mining colony says forty minutes, and so it's Biblios, Quill and Parchment, Nanga Parbit. Uh, Mining Colony and Butterfly Garden, and we've played Nanga Parbat and Quill and Parchment. So, what did you think about Nanga Parbat? Um, okay, let me. I'm going to say one more thing about. Yeah, you what say, you say whatever say. you want to say. I think their games are. I would put Doctor Finn's games as is Thinky filler Fillers. Plus. Filler Plus is what I would put them at. They are Thinky Fillers. Um, you could make a night of just playing these games. Oh, and sure. Be very satisfied, I think. Um, so. Nanga Parbat, is that what you said you want to start off with? Sure. Yep. So, Nanga Parbat, you are climbing up a mountain. You have a Sherpa that's helping you in your uh, in your travels into the mountains. And basically what you're doing is you are going to be taking animals from this mountain. Okay? Um, you're going to be choosing from different regions, the region where the flag is. And you'll take that and put it onto your player board. And those animals, for the most part, will give you special abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not all... One of them just kind of acts as a wild in the set collection. But, but they all give you special abilities otherwise. And when you take those, again, you put them on your board. And now you can use, you can use their abilities throughout your turn. Or you can turn those in for different sets and yeah. gain points. And when you do that, um, and when you put your person onto the board, you're going to be putting your meeples, putting your tents onto the board, and that's essentially the game. I know that was a very crude illustration of how the game plays, but we it's kind of hard to talk about. We did a video for it, so you can go and watch that. Yep. What do you think of it? Okay, so this is a game that uh, I like. First of all, a thing I like about these games is the small footprint, the relatively small footprint of the games. I like that. They feel like games that I can throw in my backpack. Hoof prints, yeah. Throw in my backpack and just have my backpack. You know what I mean? I carry a backpack around. I don't know how many times I'm going to say the word backpack. But it fits right in there. I like that. Um, This game, I thought whenever I started reading the rules, I might not like it that much because it's pretty tactical. It's a two-player only game. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Right, Dean? Yeah. But I really like this game, actually. Um, yeah. I like the I really like the special powers of the animals, and that you can only use those powers one time. And so you have to be ultra tactical about how you use them, and you can use as many of them as you want on your turn. So you could just save up and go and use three or four of, on your turn to really, you know, turn the tables on how the game is being played. Um, oh, how the turntables turn! It's good. Seriously, yep. And then I like how you score, and if someone is going to move their scoring cube onto yours, you actually get to jump ahead of them. I know that sounds small, but it's a really smart mechanic that makes a tight game exceptionally tight. Yes, you, because when you first play this, you think that those red pandas aren't that big of a deal. Like I can oh, just man, ignore they are. those, and you cannot ignore them. No, you can score some, especially some serious when the, points there. Especially when the, the scores are close, like you said. Yeah. I mentioned this on um, uh, Board Game Gun- Gumbo, BJ, on his show. I was making some comments when, when Dr. Finn was on there. I said that Nanga Parbat was the quintessential Dr. Finn 
games game. Yeah. Because it really does fit what he's trying to go for, like those really thinky fillers. Um, I really think that this this is that game completely. Now, it is a two-player-only game, which mm-hmm. is a little bit different than a lot of his other ones, uh, or maybe maybe all of his other ones. I can't think right now, but most of his games seem to be four players. But this one, I think you really do need to keep at two players so that you can plan and, and have that really you know back and forth that you're talking about. I really, really yeah. like this game a lot. I think it is fantastic. I, dude, I... I... I was surprised because those chessy type games I'm not a huge fan of, but I know that I like this quite a bit because I think about it often. Like I, I do like there's, we play so many games and there's times forever. I just don't have a second thought about something that I've played reviewed or whatever. This is one where I've been like, um, I sent it off to another reviewer. Steve said he would send us a copy and like, I'm like, yeah, I really want this copy. You know, oftentimes I don't care, but I, I would really like to have this. Um, again, quick thinky filler fairly quick thinky filler and man i can toss it in my backpack and take it on a hike and play it good looking art nice components oh, i love the one. art yeah really, it's it's really, really fun it was it was a, very much a surprise and for if you want to only buy one of his games uh for 23 dollars that's uh <laughs> that's, that's a, a good, that's a that's good, a really deal. good deal it's a good deal go go check out a gameplay on that one if you're um wondering about it so what about uh quill and parchment though i mean biblios man is a big time game biblios is a game that i've had for a long time introduced to a lot of people i have too people love this game including me i really really enjoyed this game i brought this one out a lot it's been one of my go-to like gateway games for a lot of different groups who have often gone out and bought it after that Uh, Um, we we did a game night at church and uh, david person like he he immediately bought it oh yeah he was like he just loved it and it was you know, even though we played the rules wrong. I played the rules wrong with another family from church, actually, Matt. <laughs> we taught them wrong the first time, and then I think we went back and played it again. I think that's right. It wasn't my fault. I taught the rules right, but we have a friend, uh, Jonathan's daddy, Steve. And if you don't explain everything of the rules, it's very possible he will find the little caveat and then say, we can't change the rules now because this is how I'm going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, seriously, man, it's so funny. <laughs> I, but, lo- I love, I, I love, I, I love Steve, but I don't think, I don't know how much I want to play with the Mullins family because Jonathan uh-oh. is our buddy that just gets, I mean, he's serious about games. I bet they get pretty, I bet they get heated sometimes. Oh, those guys some, like to win. I've, there are two two of the that, those family members that listen to the podcast, Jonathan and Stephen. Oh yeah, I mean they, his brother in law. Is Stephen is serious about winning though? Um, I've been in some heated games. Stephen Stephen's a lot of fun to play with. I've been in some heated. games. You have actually been in some heated games. Oh yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I I could just see that. Like I could be like, oh, like I could see like cringy moments of I just want to get out of here. <laughs> No, I, I don't think it's ever. Been I'm just like kidding. That. I've I've always enjoyed it. It's just it's funny because they are they're a competitive family. We love the we love their family. Yeah, we love all those guys. I love Steve, love Jonathan, love Stephen. But we're uh, talking about Biblios. We are parchment, which is the roll and write version of Biblios. And when I hear that dice version or card version of this game that I really enjoy, I'm always a little nervous about that. Dude, we played this one. It's fun. I am done with getting hype about the dice version or card version of games. Not after this one you're not. Now you're how back do you know? in the you don't game. Know, you don't know how I feel. I do. You love this game. John's mm. quote from the video is, this is 
maybe better than Biblios. Was that your quote? When you say love a game, that's a very strong word. Unless you're just like, yeah, I love that. I love French fries. Yeah. So it just depends. I really like this game a lot. Do you like this game better than French fries? Ooh. I mean, if you're talking about really good French fries, that's tough to pass up. We're talking uh, Penn Station French fries. How about Mm, that? I like some Penn Station. Okay. Episode number 50 of the Meebletown Pork Podcast brought to you by Penn Station. (laughs) That is not true, but that would be nice. Can you imagine eating sandwiches? Like eating Penn Station sandwiches while we're recording? I would gain lots of weight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm dreaming now. I did, parchment. Okay, I did focus. like this game. Here's here's what I like about it, Dean. First of all, I like the two distinct faces. It says, just like Biblios, there's two distinct faces. I'm not a huge roll and write fan. I told Dean this during the um, video review that we did or, or the Kickstarter preview that I don't know if I've played a roll and write game where there's like distinct ages or, you know, there's kind of like a middle place and then the game changes pretty dramatically the first part of the game you are getting manuscripts like the second part of the game but you're gaining influence which is basically like the money in biblios to then buy priority on dice in the second age the second round i think it's played over eight days is actually thematically the first four days you're getting influence the last four days you're spending the influence to do that you have a monk track that you're traveling around on and i like that about it big time again that two distinct phases building up to then spend it i think that that's really fun um that's one of my favorite parts about this game i do think uh, i like this better selfishly than biblios we talked about this if I just if it's just up to me and I want to play a game, I would rather play this than Biblios because it adds more a little more thinkiness. What about when you're introducing new players? That's what I, well, what I'm. I don't know if I would rather have this in my collection than Biblios though. Is and for, for that, that reason. reason. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That's what yeah. I was going to get at. Like I think Biblios ha, regular Biblios has a special place in my collection because it's so great for gateway. This adds a little bit more. I think many most a lot of people could play this, but it's. Not near as simple as just the quick, boom, this is what we're going to do with Biblios. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. I, I do think definitely there's more going on. You're you're traveling around, um, kind of like a, an Orleone type of traveling around on the board. <laughs> um, simpler version. It's got cool art in this. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But I think one of the things that I was nervous about was when I heard the description of this, uh, again, back on, on Board Game Gumbo, they were talking about this, and I thought... I don't know if this is going to feel enough like Biblios, but it does. It does, because yeah. exactly what you were saying, John. That those two distinct phases where you are, you know, first building up and then you're spending your influence, uh, auctioning, bidding your influence or whatever for, um, uh, for the different dice that you're drafting. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoy that part. I've I've really enjoyed this game. I don't know. I mean, I at least like it as much as Biblios. I might like it a little more, uh, but it, kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, I don't know which one I would introduce. Now, I do have some family members that really like uh, Biblios. My brother-in-law really enjoys Biblios and, and his wife. I think I would like to introduce them to to Quill and Parchment because I think yeah. because they know the game, this is going to be easy enough to pick up. But I don't know if I would necessarily start with this when I was teaching them. Yep, I agree with that. I Fun times, though. But I'll say, like, again, as someone who doesn't play a lot of roll and rights, I would say this one's actually up there as one that I would you know bring out with like cartographers welcome to some of those that yeah i think we need to do i think i'm i'm liking roland rights better you know when we first did welcome to i remember saying you know this isn't really my 
favorite genre, and it's still not. Like, uh, there's other games I would rather play than Roll and Write. However, this, like, Welcome To is a good example of that. This is a good example of that. Uh, Imperial Settlers Roll and Write, where there's, it's not just, like, rolling and writing numbers down. You know, like, mm-hmm. I really like Yahtzee, but I don't need thousands of versions of Yahtzee, you know? Yeah. And so I'm digging these games that are really thinking outside the box and not just doing a Roll and Write to do a Roll and Write, but it actually, like, it's it's... It's good, you know. It's good, and it and it works well as a roll and write. Yeah, maybe we'll do a top five of that sometime. I'll, can I? I'm gonna go ahead and throw this in. I am actually pretty hype on the Hadrian's Wall. Have you seen that yet? Yes, it would have probably made it my might list. Have, it, of, I saw it before, but it was on the border. I almost put it on the okay. list. I didn't see it on there first. It's a roll and write game. It's uh, Bobby Hill as a designer. Bobby, is that? <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Is that right? Okay. Propane and propane. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> So I never even watched King of the Hill, really. But I did. I've okay. watched a ton of King of the Hill. But Bobby Hill from King of the Hill has designed I don't think that's a right. thinky, it looks like, a very thinky um, roll and write game. But it's uh, Garp Hill Games. So uh, anyways. And they do some good stuff. Sam Phillips did the, art, did the art. Is that Shim's brother? I don't know. I bet so. Interesting. Okay. I didn't didn't the know. art looked pretty cool on this one too, if I remember right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not pretty at it right now. Yeah, but. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about this. So that's just something to I don't know, just a little teaser out there, a little appetizer. If you are also interested in games that are coming out, we did do uh, what we call our Dean has so called now, which I guess is fine. I didn't love it, but it's okay. Our Meeple Town forecast you, for twenty twenty. You edited this one and put it as the title. You had complete control over that. I know. You just liked it so much. But that's what you call Secretly, it. it's my favorite, and I just keep... Comp- I'm just kidding. No, it's fine. Um, so check us out. Check that out. Go on our YouTube and type... Just look on our YouTube or type Meeple Town 2020 forecast, mid-year forecast, and you can see Dean and I's top tens for what we're most looking forward to. And you will not see Hadrian's Wall. It would have been close had I seen this before I did my list. For some, I don't know how I missed this one. Yeah. Anyway. No, they adjust, like, right... They. I think it was just announced, like, right when we were doing it. Oh, okay. That's, so. I guess that's how I missed it. All right, I'm ready to start talking about our top 10. Let's move on from this garbage. Let's do it. It's not garbage. I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It is time. Top 10! This is the moment you've all been waiting for. You've been sitting on the edge of your seats for months. Our top 10 games of all time. All time. All right. I am excited about this. Yeah. I am. I went back and looked at my last year's list, Dean, and I am so much more excited about this year's list. I really am. I just feel like this is the superior list. Oh, yeah, it is. Mine's superior to yours. Your oh, this my. year's is superior to your last year's. Yeah, last we'll year see. Was garbage let's go. Let's go look at some of these comments. <laughs> All that to say, I have no idea what's on your list. I've had I've had some changes. I'm going to talk about this when we get done. Go comment in the guild and let us know whose list is better. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. We're kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I am. I am. I'm not that competitive anymore. I used to be back in the day. Oh. I could care less now. Actually, I think people are going to be, they're going to be quite proud of my list. So go we'll for see. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. What's your number 10, tell man? Number 10. I'm <laughs> going last. No, no, no. Tell us who's got the best list. That's what I want to hear. Meeple Town. Oh, I don't. Yeah, that's fine. Now you backed off. And so now I'm like, oh, there's a reason why he's backing off. He knows. I, I, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care what people think about who his list is the best. <laughs> All right. My number 10 is a game that is going to be, I think, higher on John's list. We've not seen each other's list. No, I've, um, I don't know what his list is. We at will all. have for the video, but not for the podcast. 
I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to mention the name of it, but then that's all I'm going to say. That is Glenmore 2 Chronicles. Wow. Which went from nothing to top 10 for me and also nothing to probably really high for John. I mean, this game is crazy, yo. <laughs> who are you? Who are you talking to with that? With go. I mean, you you said it, so I'm I'm just gonna let you go. That's all I wanted to say. All right, let me drop. That's yeah. Well, we'll come back to that one. With, okay. With with a lot of excitement. Okay, sure. I think that's that's true. We will come back to Glenmore too with a lot of excitement. All right, that's your number ten. My number ten is a twenty seven overall, an Uva Rosenberg game. Caverna, the Cave Farmers. Oh, that's a good game, yo. Yo, that's a good Snap. game. Mm, 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 mm. It's so good. It's so good. Actually, I've not played this one. Tell me about it. So, first of all, Caverna was number 17 last year on my list. So, it's actually risen, and that's because I got it. You know how that happens a lot. It can also drop significantly when you actually get the game and get the chance to play it more. I think, Dean, that this could be your favorite Uva game. I've told you that before, right? We've had this conversation, um, but it is not. I know you don't love how tight Agricola is. We have to talk about Agricola if we're going to talk about Caverna. We do because it's Agricola is Caverna is Agricola two with a lot more. Um, it's not near. It's not really that, but there's a lot of similarities. It's not near as tight, Dean. And I know you with it comes when it comes to feeding your family and even worker placement. Mm, well, it's about the same. <clears throat> Anyways, you still talking? W- yes. When you're going to feed your family, this is the cool thing about Cavernadine. You know, with Agricola, you're basically you don't have many options. You can get the food or your grain or whatever. But here, you have a ton of different options. Every time it's time to feed the family, you can slaughter animals to feed your family. I think you would like that. So you can go slaughter because the hog. I love slaughtering animals. You do because you love meat. I am a vegetarian. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But you can, but I'm just saying like that, I think that what you would love that you can also get your dwarves and you can equip them with weapons and send them out on quests. Pretty awesome. And they're going to get you resources. Also, there is a huge board of buildings and you have a ton of buildings. Now that might, I don't know if you would love that part or not. There's so many buildings. It's almost overwhelming. The first time you play, you're like, what the heck? How am I going to, you know, what do I do? This game is really, really, really good. My get okay. I'll say this first off: it is, it's a crime that I have not played this game yet. It is. It is. I, I've I've had this on my list from the get go. When I very first saw this game announced, I was like, "Oh, I really want to play that because I liked Agricola." But the way they described I think it, the theme I was you would like, like this. Yeah, the theming, all of that. I watched lots of videos on it. Um, yep, I I need to play this game. I think you're probably right, John. This probably could be my favorite of Rosenberg's games. I think you would love this game. Yep. Out of the ones that I've played. Now, I still... I don't think this is going to be your highest game that's a Rosenberg game on your list. That's just my hunch. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Spoiler. See See what happens. John's smiling, so I think I might be right. We'll see what happens. Anyway, all that to say, I think this probably could very well be my favorite of his if I play it. There you go. That's my number 10, Caverna the Cave Farmers. What's your number 9? My number 9 was my number 10 last year, so it actually rose up a spot. How about that? Uh, yeah, that's rising awesome. Up, rising up on the list. There you go. This is a uh, this is a Portal Games game 
And this is the one that oh. I, I put uh, three games lumped in together last year. I'm going to kind of do, do that same this thing. year, but I've yeah. got one that's separated itself from the pack. I just didn't want to have all three of these games on my list. But Imperial Settlers, Empires of, Empires the, North of the North is yeah. my number nine. But that being said, Imperial Settlers and 51st State would have found their place somewhere in my top 50. I just decided that was too much of that game, which is essentially the same gameplay. There's, you know, there's some big differences in them, but kind of the same game. So I just kind of lump them all together. But I'll say Empires of the North, which was released in 2019, again, by Portal Games. This is ranked 494 overall on BGG. I don't know what the other ones are, Imperial Settlers, but this is... I'll look that up while you're talking about it. This is an engine building game where you are placing cards into your tableau. You're paying for cards, putting them in your tableau that will give you um, production boost, that will allow you to take separate actions, that will also give you, you know, points. Yeah. Um, lots of different things. The, the, the way 193 that, is the uh, original. Okay. The big difference between the Empires of the North and the other one is, one, you have this little wheel on that you put out that yeah. is basically worker placement. And that gives you boost at the... I mean, it gives you boost throughout the game. and But I think especially at the very beginning, it gives you a boost in the, in the items that you're going to produce um, and cards that you're going to play out and how mm -hmm. you're going to travel and all that. I'm not going to go through all the rules, but that's I think I really enjoy that piece of it. Um, this one's also different in that you're not just producing every round like in the past game. So in this one, you only produce when you take the action to produce, unless there's, you know, there might be a card that allows you to do that. But, mm -hmm. but, or if you place a production card and then you get that type of production, but it's very different, but it also has a lot of similarities. I just really love this one. I'm kind of surprised unless it, I don't think this is in your top 10, but I'm kind of surprised it's not on your list because this one is very pure engine building and one of my favorite engine builders. I really enjoy this one a lot. Yeah. That, it, was, it was difficult for me. I'm trying to look actually and see uh, where it was last year for me real quick while you're talking. And I'm talking about the original Imperial Settlers. Dude, I had Imperial Settlers at 14 last year, which I totally... The original just, one. Yeah, not, okay. it was, that was a huge mistake. I'll just be real. I played it. I played it recently, and um, I, I still think the game is fun. But my wife—it was one of those ones where my wife and I looked at us and we're like, "Why were we so hype on this? It's fine. It's a fine game, but it wasn't ridiculous." With that being said, I like Imperial Settlers: Empires of the North more for sure. The reason it's not on this list is—I know this. I explain yourself, John. I'm, I, I am because I gave it a good score. I gave it a really good score um, whenever we rated it. Um, the reason is because it's been a long time since I played it, and after playing Imperial Settlers, and I went, I was pretty ho hum on that. I got nervous about putting it on the list. I just got so gun shy. You need to play it some more. I need to play it some more. And um, they just sent us all the. I was expansion gonna say Portal just too. sent it to us with the expansions, which yeah. I'm so thankful because next year you could see this on my list potentially, um, because now. I'm going to get a chance to go back and, and play it again and we'll do some videos on it and kind of rethink it. That's why. Yeah. I, that's probably not the best answer, but it's just the reality of why. So I'm interested, you know, now I'm, I'm thinking about it, about your list. Do you have a lot of card games on your list, John? Like overall in your top 50, I, I guess I'm just, nah. yeah, that's interesting. Cause again, because this is pure engine building, which is your jam, like that's your favorite, but it's also pure card game, which isn't necessarily not that you don't like card games, but it's not, they're not usually games that you have high. 
I think when Imperial Settlers, when I was playing with my wife, I felt like the decisions weren't as interesting as I thought they were originally. Um, I felt oh, like man. I felt like the cards that are laid out, like you're kind of like, yeah, that's the one I need. So it's not like I'm really having these, you know what I mean, agonizing decisions. It's just like I hope she doesn't get it before I get it. The decisions for me that that are tough are not just like yes, I, I need this, which ones but I also put need this to, to make to make a deal. That's that's the, the deals are the most interesting part. I yeah. Think. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good game though. I mean, I, I still like. Yeah, I mean, it could make it. So I really, I really want. It's on my table. I really want to play this again. Yeah, but I do think this is the version. However, I will say that it does. It's different. So this is a race. This is more like Fifty First State, and that it's a race to. Um, a set number of points, and then Imperial Settlers, you play through a specific number of rounds. I like which, the race element. I think yeah. that adds a lot to it. Yeah. And then that wheel is adds a lot to it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's definitely superior, but I got to play it again. Number nine, Dean. That's my number nine. All right, so my number nine is ranked 50 overall. You have already talked about this. It's a Vladimir Suhi game, and that is Underwater Cities, number okay. nine. It is gone. It is soared. Even though it's under the waters in the cities, how about that? <laughs> it sank to number nine. This this one has done swimmingly well. Oh, that was rough. That was okay. Like I don't know where was underwater cities for me last year, or was or is that new to me this year? No, surely not. Unless we hadn't played this. Actually, we may not have played this. Job. I feel like we played it like at the beginning of the year last year, maybe. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't on my list last year. I love this game, man. It wasn't on mine either, and I think it would have been. So people, the card play with the worker placement is brilliant in this game. Play a card as you do place your worker, and if it matches the same color, you get the bonus. If you don't, you don't get it. I love that engine building for sure. Amazing production moments in this game. When they have the production moments, Dean, and you get all those resources, you're like, like you set, or you go, oh my gosh, Dean has so much more. I'm, <laughs> I'm hosed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do really. I am a sucker. You know for what a, else? Game, you know what other game you do that in? Imperial. I knew you were gonna say that, but no, it's not as satisfying. <laughs> th- th- you do that like this is. These are ones where you're like, you get all this stuff because you don't get it every round, and so it's just like, oh my goodness, and you just feel like, yeah. And then you like, what can I do with all these treasures? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a weird face. I know. And then you, and then like, I just like, I mean, I, I like the way that you're building, you know, you've got your domes, your cities, whatever. You have the different type of plants and you have to make all those decisions on what type you're going to build. Um, if you have three different ones are worth more points at the end of the game, but you can get more engine building if you have uh, similar ones, you know, around your cities. And I think that that's, it's just, it's a brilliant game. This game is so dadgum good. So dadgum good. Quote that one. Put it on your Kickstarter. Number eight, Underwater Cities. All nope. Right. Number nine. Number nine. Underwater Cities. Sorry, I was thinking ahead. Number eight for Dean. My number eight is a Starling Games game. I know what this is. Yep, this is Everdale. I love Everdale. Really interesting. I These can... are back-to-back. Yeah, they were last year, too. In the exact same position, up up one spot. So, like, Everdale was one higher than Imperial Settlers. Got gotcha. you. Honestly, th- these could flip-flop on any day. Um, some days, you know, I'm really in the mood for Imperial Settlers. Some days, Everdale. The big difference in this one is the more worker placement that you're doing. Like, worker placement is a bigger part of this game gotcha. than it is in Imperial Settlers, um, which is especially helpful, again, at the beginning of the game to kind of boost you up and, and to get your engine going faster. Um, so this one, you've got this tree set up and it looks amazing. It's the art is absolutely beautiful. It's great. The art's great. Um, but the idea is the same thing. You're, you're going to do one 
action your whole turn. You're either going to play a card, which you're going to have to pay the cost, and that could be a card from your hand. It could be a card from the meadow, and or you're gonna you're going to uh, place a worker, which will allow you to get different things or to take some of the um, some of the events uh, that that you've been building mm-hmm. up for. Or you can prepare it for the next season. So, like, I might be preparing for a season before John. He might still have a couple yeah, turns a cool before he moves into the next season. Typically, you're still around the same time, which I like that. You're not, like, waiting around for a really long time for somebody else to, to move on to the next city. Because the problem is you need somebody to move to the next to the next to season stuff off. so that they can get their workers off so that you can put yours on there then. So I, I really like the timing of that as well. Love this game. I'm really actually excited about... Um, I didn't know about this game until afterwards either, but James Wilson has another game coming out this year is when it's supposed to Oh, really? To come I out didn't know that. Called Flourish, which looks just beautiful. Wow. It's, so it's that really didn't make beautiful. your list, huh? No, I did not know about this. I actually heard about this... Is uh, that just really recently? Maybe a podcast or something. I'm not positive that it's just listed as a 2020 game. I'm not positive that's actually when it's going to come out, but it looks really cool. Interesting. Yeah, I, this could be a Kickstarter. I, I guess I can look this up. I didn't, I didn't do that yet. But someone has it weighted at two. I don't know if he put it in there at that, or if someone just randomly put that in there. I, you know they did. I'm sure. Uh, this says, um, yeah, it's probably going to be a Kickstarter. It looks like. Hmm. So anyway, yeah. that's that's flourish. That is not my game, but I'm really excited about it because James Wilson. The only game he had done up until that point was Everdale, which was phenomenal. They're doing a Q&A September 1st on BGG. There we go. So, so we'll find go. out. Found out more about it. I Everdale, really like Everdell. Yep. I was going to say it, it was my 30th, I think, something like that. Uh, kind of the same as Imperial Settlers, where I just didn't quite get the same feels. But I do, uh, I really like the worker placement in conjunction with the tableau building in that game. So, and I'm making those decisions. And I really love the meadow, too. And you're like agonizing on do i want to get that because i'm scared that she's going to take that card yes and uh-huh. but i want to do this you know and then the the race element's really nice in that game to some of those um, events or whatever you're not wrong yep it's a good game it's a good game all right my number eight is eight my number eight is ranked number three overall on bgg with that with that information what do you think it is you always got to go with the crowd don't you Terraforming Mars. Is that right? Eh. Great Western Trail. Eh. I have no idea. Brass Birmingham. Oh, oh, I forgot all about that. That's right, yeah. Brass Birmingham is my number... Dude, so far, Brass wasn't on my list either because that was something that we just played this year. Yeah. That's correct. It was we my played number that. 11, I think, just outside my top 10 this year. I Dean talked about this. Brass is brilliant. I Amazing. think one. it's such a good game. This could, I mean, this could even climb. I don't know. I've got a lot of good games here, though, so it's gonna be tough to climb any higher. But I love the player interaction in this game. I think that's what I love most about it is your, your, your player interacting and you're taking, you know, coal or iron, and it can be negative for Dean because he really wanted to use that for something else, but then he gets to flip his tile over. Positive interaction. So it's 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 most of the time it's positive. Um, it can be a little bit tight on the spots during that first age where you can only go to one, you know, only put one in each and you could fight a little bit over those. But and of course the player count really matters in some of that, but I, I really like it. And it goes back to what I said about Biblios, Quill and Parchment. I love the distinct ages in this game. Mm-hmm. I love how you go from the canal age into the train age and it really 
changes a lot in you know it's not totally different game but it changes a lot of your strategies and you have to ramp up for that it makes the game feel i mean it's it's not a super long game but a couple hours but it makes it feel so quick like engaging because this you're like oh man we're already there right and then you you know go from there and you're like oh wow the game's over even though it's a two-hour game i love this game it's funny because it's you you the first time you play it so like you remove all your canals you remove the level one buildings from the board and you think how in the world are we going to fill this board back up and you do yeah you do it, it's it's bizarre but it's martin wallace at his finest and he is yeah one of for my, sure he's one of my favorites for sure for sure one of my favorite designers and this is i think his best it's amazing yeah uh, yeah it is his best in my opinion my wife now i will say did not like this game uh, she played it only one time, and I said, "You cannot play this game only one time." It was too fiddly for her, and like, and I get it. Like, there's a lot of like caveats to rules. You have to constantly say, "Yeah, but unless this, yeah, but you can do that, but that." The way the iron works and the coal works and the beer works all are different. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. It's so it can be once you've played through once, it it really makes it feels sense. fairly intuitive. Yeah, it feels not bad, but the, the, I can see the first. And that's why I told her. I said, "Please don't." I really want to buy this game, but if she doesn't want it, I'm not going to get it. Just get Lancashire. I don't have that one. I really want to play it. I've played the app version, but I've not played the mm. physical copy. Maybe I should. All right, that's it. That's right. my number. It's too many euros. We're talking about too many euros right now. Well, there you go. That's my number seven. We have to lower our brow a little bit. That's my number eight. This is ridiculous, Dean. This is my number seven. I keep thinking ahead to you. Sorry. That's my number eight. What's your number seven? All right, it's a little low brow game. Oh, a lowbrow game for number seven overall? <laughs> this game is amazing. This game is more about the storytelling than it is the the gameplay itself. Uh, but the gameplay is still fun. That's it's Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. I didn't know you liked this game that much. It was top ten for me last year, too. I didn't realize that. You didn't listen to me. It was number four <laughs> overall last year for me. What else is new? <laughs> number four for me last year. So it did drop. Okay. I honestly don't remember. I just don't remember that it was that high for you last year. Yeah. This is a game that I often play at Halloween time. Uh, so my birthday is the day before Halloween. And so I often have a select elite group of people come to my house and play Halloween games. You have not gotten invited to this, John. <laughs> You really like Halloween. I do. I mean, it's also, it's a birthday celebration, but I love some a good Halloween games. That's what games. I was thinking when you were talking about it. This game is so thematic and is just a blast. Steven that we mentioned earlier is one of, uh, he and his wife, they'll come and, and play games with us. And, and our other friend, Laura Beth, um, and her husband, Chris, they'll, they'll play this with us too. Although Chris has not played Mansions of Madness with us. But in this game, you are going around a... Uh, potentially you're going around inside of a mansion, but that, that can change up a little bit. You can be walking around outside too, but you're going around discovering this story and then you have to um, complete whatever the objectives are. So like, I know I'm being very vague, but it's an app driven game and that app drives you, you know, drives the story in this and you don't really know fully what that is until after you're you're playing into the game a little bit. Uh, But it feels a lot like an RPG in that you have like basically these check rolls where, like you have to roll these certain types of dice and it's based on whatever, like like let's say you have to roll a strength roll. If you're really strong, you have a higher chance of successfully getting that roll. Um, but again, this game is so much more about the story, but it's also, the game is a lot of fun and there are decisions that you need to make 
but it's not in the same decisions as like Brass Birmingham, you know. But this one, you have to decide: Do I want to go here and discover this area by myself and potentially get attacked by a monster, or do we need to go this place together? Or how do we, you know? So there's a lot of it's a cooperative game. So you're talking about all the things that you want to be able to do. I just love it. I think this game is so much fun. I really, really enjoy it. Do you think I would like this game? No. Okay. I'm inter- Okay, so John and I, we've got Forgotten Waters on the. Uh, <laughs> on the docket coming up and I was listening to something about it yesterday and we haven't had a chance to play it yet but I was like oh, I just asked John to play this and I think you're going to hate it um, I think I'm going to hate Forgotten Waters yeah, okay. maybe maybe so because it's it's not at all about the gameplay is what I'm hearing it's a lot more about the story not that you don't like story but you tend to like games where you have more interesting decisions and I don't know if Forgotten Waters is that game so Mansions if- of Madness I think is probably more of that game but if you're listening to this podcast and you want to drive to Murfreesboro, Tennessee to play Forgotten Waters with Dean in the next few days, <laughs> go ahead and yes, that go ahead and send a message and say, I'll play happy. with you. There you go. That'd and he'll play. And I Does might, this sound interesting? I might thank you. Um, do you like that haunted house theme? Do you, is that, is that not, not really. Yeah. It doesn't, I, I would play it just because it's such a popular game, and I would like to just give it a shot. And I know you really like it, but... No, I just, I'm not, I don't really care that much. Rank, yeah, rank thir- 31 overall. Yeah, it is. If you feel that way about it now, I don't think playing the game will change your mind. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. Well, there you go. There we go. That's your number seven. My number seven is a game that is better than that. Okay. And you might not argue with this. It's ranked number four overall. Terraforming Mars. Well, I will argue with that because... It was already in my top 50, oh. not as high as Mansions of Madness. I guess I don't listen to you. <laughs> what number was it? Do you remember? Uh, I'll find out. What so, year is it? 2020? Is that where we're at? We're in year 2020. 16. It was 16. Really high for me. And it's 2016. It's when it came out. How about that? That's I think, why that, I I think there's a lesson 16. we can learn here. All right. So Terraforming Mars has brilliant card play. Terraforming Mars has great player interaction in the board, in the middle of the board. Terraforming Mars has incredible player interaction with raising the temperature, with raising the oxygen. It's one of those games, like I said with like Snedonia, how I like how you're kind of playing together but against each other. You're not playing together, but what and what what is so good about that is it makes you really care about other players' turns. You don't just sit back and go, eh, whatever, Dean can do whatever he wants. You're like interested because if he raises the oxygen level another percent, you might be able to play a card that you've been holding on to for a while. Or you really want to raise the oxygen level because there's that little bonus on this one and you really hope he doesn't. So it's super engaging. I think it's just so engaging. And then you also have the race element um, for the awards and stuff like that that I think is really cool. Also investing in those, um, or whatever whatever they're called, and when to do that. This game is brilliant. Every time I play it, I'm like, this is so good. I get why this is one of those games that's like a my only game to play for some people. Yeah. You know, or or almost their only like game. Like a lifestyle game. A lifestyle. Like, yeah. That's the word I was trying to think of. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I yep, I love this game so much as well. I you know, the funny thing is, I've only played the Prelude expansion, which I think is I think you really need to have Prelude. I think it's it adds so much to it. I I, I won't play without it. Yeah. Um, if I have it, I mean, I still would. If someone's like, I have the base game, I'm, I would still play because it it's a brilliant game. Yeah, but. but I've not I've not played with any of the other expansion stuff. But I really feel like I need to, and I didn't feel the need to back the Kickstarter. It looked beautiful. I've already got the 3D printed like tokens. So yeah, I, don't, I didn't I don't feel need. That. I don't need that piece, but the the new production looked great. The art was the same. 
Such a good, yeah, I know that was. It's not good that art. That was a that was a huge mistake. I thought. I just thought if you redid the art on this game and the cards were actually like similar art, it actually was. I'm trying to think, what's the word for that? It's not just random, like oh, here's an actual picture of something, and then here's a cartoon drawing of something, and right. then here, uh, what's the word? What am I looking for, Dean? This is ridiculous. I'll think about it later. <laughs> Number seven, terraforming Mars. Um, Mansions of Madness has better artwork than than Terraforming Mars does. Who cares? Speaking of great artwork, my number, what are we at? Number six. six. My number six is the Castles of Burgundy. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Amazing. Castles of Burgundy. The artwork will blow your mind. It will not. The I've not played the new version. It seems like it's better than the old version. Yeah. The old version is not great, but the game is incredible. It's it great is game. it is without question. Stefan Feld's best game. Wrong. There is no question. Wrong. No debate. It's his best. It's a great game. I just there's games that I think are superior to it. This game is uh, you're rolling two dice and did Amerigo have a chance to overlap this or no? No. Okay. No. I know you really liked Amerigo. So it is. Yeah, curious. I think it was twenty something. Twenty five. Got I think you. It, that, I think I knew that at the top of my head. There you go. I think that was twenty five anyway. It's how much it impacted you? It did. Not as much as Castles of Burgundy, but this game I've played a bunch over the years. Dean loves this game. I love it. You're you're just rolling your dice, and whatever the pips are on there, you're going to be taking the different actions. Now you can manipulate those dice, um, and you know you're you're going to be getting these uh, these science tiles that will help you change the rules of the game as well. Um, whenever you place buildings or castles, all of that changes the way the game plays out. <laughs> now, me. I will say I don't like this. I don't love this game at four players. I'll still play it, but they, they've really got to know what they're doing. I much prefer this at two or three players. Uh, yeah. Two is totally two fine. Good. You can knock it out really fast, too. Yep. It says 30 to 90 minutes. Uh, ooh, 30 game, thirty minute game would be very fast, but nah. I, I guess I've played pretty... Yeah, that's probably right then. I don't think I've game, ever played a 30-minute game. Two-player game in about 40 minutes probably is, is pretty, pretty on par for me. Wow, not for me. Well, I have a buddy, T., who does not listen to the show. This is our go-to game, and we can knock it out pretty fast. There you go. We like it a lot. Castles of Burgundy. Number six. Ranked wow, so 14 high. overall. 14 overall. It's a great game. I've already talked about it. I, I, I really enjoy it. It was 26, I think, for me. Speaking of remembering numbers, yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, so my number, by the way, Terraforming Mars was seven for me this year. It was three last year, in case you were on the edge of your seat wondering. My number six overall was my number 32 last year. This is a game that has steadily risen. I rated this 8 out of 10 the first time I played this, and we did it on the podcast, Dean. And this is ranked 60 overall now, and it's better than 8 out of 10, way better than 8 out of 10. It's a 9.5 out of 10. Teotihuacan, Teotihuacan, City of Gods, or as I wrote last year on my top 50, City of Gold. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I did that. Dean doesn't lo- love is, this game. There is gold in this game, right? There's gold in this game. Daniele Tassini, this game, I just, I kept thinking, I want to play this more than that. I want I love this game. I want to play it all the time. I played it again this last week, and I got the late pre-classic um, period uh, expansion, and I played it with that. Brilliant. Added so much more. You have player powers now, Dean. I like player you powers. Have player, you, powers. Have, you have player powers. You have another another temple to go up. And you have cool new temple worshiper meeples, and they're not just discs; they're little guys. Okay. So I'm selling you on the on the components there. 
the decisions that you're making is just the brilliance of this game. Do I take my dice and I get cocoa over it because I need that cocoa in order to, you know, you go to another spot and then you have to line them up properly because if there's two dice on a spot, you can get potentially a better power, right? You're going to get more reward for going to that place. There's a little bit of an engine building element to it on one of the uh, the spots. <sighs> going up the temples is so satisfying. You like going up tracks. I think you would like this more if you played it again, but I don't think I still don't think you would change your mind tremendously about it. You do you find yourself trying to convince me to play this game whenever you talk about it? You you mm. oftentimes you're asking me to play this game, and I I did not dislike this game. I just didn't love it. It just it did not. No, I don't actually think so. I think I, I think I've decided that you just it's not your favorite. I don't know if it ever would be. I it think is. you might like it a little better, but I don't know if. It is on Board Game Arena now, which is a plus. We should play that on Board Game Arena. Yeah, we should. Then, do you, that. then some of that fiddly stuff that you were you don't like to remember that you yeah. felt like was that fiddly. was my biggest complaint about this game is that like how everything impacts each other, and I don't I don't mind that in certain games, but this one it just seemed like we were constantly forgetting about <laughs> moving on different tracks or whatever. This is why I want you to play it again, and this is the only reason why. When we played this game at the con, we were taught it. We played it twice with people who've never played it before both times and so they were like uh oh yeah we got to do that or oh yeah we got to do this we actually even remember the second time we but were we playing knew this the game though we did we did but it would i mean think about brass whenever we play that at a con it had someone say hey don't do that it was super helpful to have someone that reminded us those things and it helped i think that this game is less fiddly than brass and so you really like brass. Do you think I would like it better if somebody was holding my hand walking me through it? I just think that you would like it better, yeah, instead of going, oh, yeah, yeah, we forgot this. And like if they were more, if when you were taught the game, someone said, hey, don't forget this and was more emphatic about it, I think it would have probably stuck a little bit more. Yeah, I might like it better if we played it again now, but I, you know, I don't think I'm going to love it because of those things I had issues with. But the the game like mechanisms in it i did like yeah i, I like how the dice work i like how they age and all that i th thought that was really i clever. love this game yeah six overall what's your six seven five <laughs> uh we're in our top five now which are the best oh man of the best all right best Meeple of Town. the best this is a 2019 release which was not on my list last year wow so this is number this is it so you have two games that came out last year that are in your top 10 this year maybe more wow Maybe more. What a year then. What a year then, Dean. Yeah, I think so. For me, it was, for sure. Tapestry. Wow. Bring the boo birds out <laughs> and, the, birds. and the shouts of joy and jubilation. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, this game I is... like drama. <laughs> John loves drama. Board game drama. I told <laughs> Dean this. I don't like actual drama. <laughs> like family dramas, I, I despise that. But if we can just have fun with drama, absolutely. So polarizing. You know, blah 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 blah. It's fun. If we get a if we get a like a thumbs down in a video, John calls me up immediately, like in this huge outrage. Like, how dare they? Can you believe this? And I'm like, okay, I don't. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to stir drama. I do. I honestly don't care. But I, I, for drama's sake, it's just fun. Uh, for fun drama. Again, if it's fun, I'm cool with it. But if it's serious. I do not like it. What John doesn't realize is I'm the one thumbing those down just <laughs> just to get a rise. Like he's he just gets that would so, be hilarious. So worked up. Over I, w it. I wish that you would. I told <laughs> Dean that I want to make a video on YouTube that says how many thumbs down can we get, and see what happens. See if they kick it out. I don't know. They might. 
All right, my number five is Tapestry, which is 244 overall. Came out in 2019. This is designed by Jamie Steckmeyer, published by Stonemeyer Games. In this game, you are all you're doing is moving up on tracks. That's all four you're tracks. Doing. This is a yeah, four tracks. And on your turn, you're going to move up on one of those, take different actions based on it. They're going to trigger different things. You also have your own player boards. You have your own special abilities from your civilization cards. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to be playing tapestry cards that change the rules. You're going to be uh, exploring on this world map. You're going to be placing out these polyomino buildings onto your own player mat to give you points. Yep. I just This is not a thematic civilization game. At all. No. At all. This is, it's a pretty, pretty abstracted game when it, you know, when it comes to yeah. the theme in this one. But I really love Tapestry. I, I like it so, so much. And every time I play it, and like I've played it, um, let me see, last time I played it was about a month ago. Maybe, no, it was less than that. And I played it just when we, we knew we were going to do our list. And I was like, okay, I want to make sure that this game deserves a spot on my list. Mm -hmm. I played it and I was just, yeah floored how much i love this game you i mean you love this game i mean obviously it's game. number five like i remember right off the rip i mean as soon as the as soon as there were pictures of the components dean said this is number five overall <laughs> <laughs> that may have been true but i don't, no, I don't want to deny that because that might have happened but in reality i mean like from the first time you played this game you were just like i love this game i love this game i love this game and i like it quite a bit actually yeah I was do. your your top 50 was yeah that uh, okay, yeah it was right. it was uh, man, I can't remember now. Twenty something, thirty something. Uh, I, I I think it's good, man. I, I don't I don't agree with the haters. Uh, I do. I said this before. I do think that it might not be the most balanced game because of all the factions, or civilizations that you have. Uh, he's doing a better. I love how he's rebalancing rebalance yes. them and how he cares. Um, I don't love the tapestry luck of the cards. I don't love that part because that can really be huge. That could be huge if you just all of a sudden land with a perfect tapestry card to start the game off with versus someone who didn't. And That's then right. you have to go and spin actions to get them, and then you still don't. You could still get two more tapestries and be like, ugh. I mean, they're fine, but Dean really got a good one for what he's trying to do. I don't love that about it. Besides that, it's still Absolutely. really good. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on all of those things. Um, I, I'm okay with some of the, the player boards not necessarily balancing out completely because I think you can you can play against new or play yeah play against new players give them the easier ones to play with yeah that might be and i i don't know i i really like what jamie does in like you've already said this but in trying to balance those out like yeah let's get all the data that we can we've got thousands of people playing this game let's figure out which ones are winning the most and how much they're winning by, and let's try to balance this out. And I really I like love that. that. I, I like it's that. like a video game, like the Heli Balance games. That's constantly. right. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to patch board games, but but he does it. You know, it, it makes efforts to. And with the new expansion coming out, I'm really hype on that. Um, I think, if I remember right, it actually comes with the tile that replaces the old space tile that had a mistake on it. I could be wrong about that, but I thought I saw that in there. We just got Pendulum in this last week, which is another Stonemeyer Games mm. game, which we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not excited about. I don't this have one. huge expectations for that one, but I always have slight expectations for Stonemaier games because they tend to be games that are I at least like. I I do too. Yep. Some uh, that I love, like yep. Tapestry. Yeah, I I like. I just, even though I can, you know, there's the caveat about how balanced they are. I think it's brilliant how many there are. It's so fun. It makes the game feel so fresh every time you play it. 
Yeah. This is also uh, Andrew Bosley art. Yep. This is two in my top ten that have Andrew Bosley art. All right. There you go. Number five. My number five, you will never guess. I won't? I don't think you'll guess it. Really? Unless I tell you that, unless I give you some hints like... Are we playing a game You're going to be really surprised that it's my number five. Okay. Well, that's not much of a hint, but... Okay. Was this on your list last year? Yeah. It was on your list last year. Yeah. But it just rose up that much higher. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, you're surprised that it's... I'm surprised it's this low. No way. Concordia is not your number Concordia five game. Concordia is my number five game. I know you're going to be stunned. Look at his face. 2020. Look at his face. You have failed me again. 2020. <laughs> Look at his face. So this was my number one game last year. And top five. This is an amazing game. Amazing game. Okay. Concord- Dean's racking his brain saying, what games are above this? I mean, I know some that are above this, but I, just, what games I really are- am really shocked right now. There are two games above this that were new to me this year. I'll say that. This year in 2020? That were new to me this last, since we since did we this. Since we did the list. Since okay. we did the list. So, probably, so okay. last year, over, it's been over a year. I, I think, know what one of those is. Since we okay. did that. So, that but wow. this, so, so positively, all I got to do is speak positively about this game. Brilliant card play. Brilliant. I got to go get those cards because they're, you got to deck building kind of element to it right hand management i mean you've got to go get cards that can give you actions but then on top of that you're looking at the cards that are giving you actions are also giving you in-game scoring i typically tend to lean towards the in-game scoring part more than the action part personally um as man i got to get some scoring cards or whatever the way that the it works as you're putting out your your people and exploring on the board you have your ship your other folks and you can get more of those i think it's really fun the way that works i love how whenever you build in a spot um someone else can build in that spot but it costs them more now so it's like you're not cutting people out but yet you can make it way more expensive for them to go to those spots i just think it's a a a, this is a way to 3.16 a simple i mean it's not super simple but a relatively simple elegant streamlined great euro game that is will never leave my heart. Um, this I got salsa this last John's got year. John's tears running down. His I've right got now. I got salsa this last year, and now I'm thinking maybe I should have put this higher again. I got salsa this last year and love salsa. Who doesn't love salsa? It slipped a little just because I just these other games. I just I kept asking myself, be honest, what game would you rather play? And it just has slipped a little bit. I've played this game a ton. Maybe I've played it so much that it slipped a little bit because some other ones are a little fresher. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that has nothing to do with it. Past John, like John from six months ago, if he could hear you right now, he would be rolling in his grave. We're talking about top five. <laughs> he is very disappointed in Not you. if, I don't think so. I think last year, if I would have told you what's above it, I would say, okay. We'll see. Yeah. Ready for my number four? Yep. My number four is a game that's ranked... 448 overall. <laughs> this is how garbage your list is. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't care what the people oh, say. Oh, I'm kidding. That's what I don't I'm care I'm pandering. About. This is, by the way, Concordia is ranked. Oh, shoot. I had Concordia Venus up there, so that doesn't really help. Hold up. Which, I like Concordia Venus a lot. We still haven't had that date night where we play Concordia Venus. My, me and my wife versus you and your wife. Okay. And we throw down for like who's the best marriage. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. The winner of this has the greatest marriage. You guys have played this game a bunch. I don't think I've, I don't think Amanda's ever played this one. 
Excellent. Then I guess we'll definitely be the best marriage. Maybe she has. Sorry for taking forever. That was ranked 17 overall, Concordia is. Ranked 448 overall. This was number two on my list last year. This is another deck builder. You just mentioned So this has dropped a couple spots. Dropped a couple spots. Okay. Um, I didn't play this this year. I, I always play this one. I mean, I've played it. I've played the app version of this game, but I have not played the, the tournament version of this game, which is where it really shines. Baseball Highlights 2045. Wow. Wow. Baseball Highlights is an amazing game. I will say this. I always say this when I talk about this game. I love the gameplay of this. If I was just talking about John and I playing a one-off game, this would not be in my top 10 probably. But when you're playing in a tournament setting, it is unreal how much fun this game is. It is a blast. You like how it builds on. Yes. Yeah. It's so much fun. The games, the games even without the tournament are so tense. Yeah. So much fun. Um, I've, I've played this in with, you know, I tell you, I get together with this, this group of guys, our, our mancation group, we get together every May. We typically play a tournament of, of this game. We were not able to do that this year, but we will get this one back. Now I've played football highlights since I did this list last year. Football highlights is not on my list. I like it. Don't love it. But this one is just so much fun. Mike Fitzgerald's, I think my favorite of his and, and, uh, he's had some really good games out there. So, number four. Yeah, I, I enjoy this game. I haven't played it enough. I mean, I own it. My wife has no desire to play it with me. She's never. She's just like, man. Maybe did I make her play it one time and she didn't like it at all? Um, I made my dad play it with me one time and he was just, it was a little too much for him because he, uh, and that's it. I mean, honestly, it stinks. I've never actually had a good experience of playing with people who actually want to play the game. If we ever do like a Meeple Town That's Con bummer. or anything like that, we'll play a tournament of yeah. this. I've played on, on my app and I enjoy the app, you know, yeah. and that's why I got the game. So, I mean, it could make my list, but I just... I just think you get the full experience with the... I'm sure I do. Yeah. I would... I love baseball too. I mean, I love baseball. Yeah. And I'm not a huge baseball fan. Yeah. I mean, baseball's fine, but I don't keep up with it or anything. I used to as a kid. I definitely You do. don't have to be a baseball fan to really enjoy this game. Yep, there you go. Baseball highlights, 2045 is amazing. Number four. Number four. All yeah. right, my number four was not even on my list last year. My number four just came out in 2019. My number four is on your top ten list. Dude, this game is dead gum amazing. My number four is... I don't know. <laughs> <Dean>. Tapestry. <laughs> I'm still in shock. You're so bad. I'm not going to lie. I'm still in shock. That what game came out last year? I've already told you that it did tapestry. It's on your top 10. Look at your own top 10. Imperial Settlers, Empires of the North, Glenmore Glen 2. Glenmore 2. <laughs> How is that better than Concordia? Glenmore 2 Chronicles. Dude, It. I I literally am just saying I'd rather play it than Concordia. Now, I was, I was making reference to a comment that I somebody know. said that Every time I set a game higher than Concordia on my list, John kept saying, how was that how better? That, better than, that was on a video we did, right? One That's right. Our, that was right. And then someone commented that they are now it's stuck in their head that every time Dean says a game, he's like, how is that game better than Concordia? Which is a very true statement. But I do like Glenmore too better than Concordia. This, I mean, there's so much to this tile laying, engine building, a ton of chronicles. Yep. And like I said, what I I think I think the reason I put this ahead of Concordia legit is there's so much variability, so I keep wanting to go back to it. And I've played this game quite a bit. Like it's not one where I've played it three or four times, and it's it, I'm gonna no. I've played this game a ton. I love this game. I love this game. 
Yeah. And they have the new um, the Kickstarter. Actually, you could check that out now if you want to. Now. Yeah, to pick up the new Chronicles, which look fantastic. Johnny Pack. Who else yeah. did the other? There's some other really good. Sorry. Oh, goodness. I know it's ter- ter- It's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know who that is, that's my Charles Barkley impression. Oh, that was that was good. I think you nailed that, John. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah, Glenmore 2 Chronicles is fantastic. I played the original, really enjoyed the original, but it is... This is the way to play this game. It is. It's so fantastic. Um, it's here's how good the game is. They the expansion released one year later after already. Oh, Rudiger Dorn. That's Rudiger what I was Dorn, thinking. That's right. And and Morton uh, Peterson did the uh, the solo version of this one. Which that's true. He's done a lot of really good solo stuff. I just don't play solo most most of the time, so that's why I didn't think to say that. But this is how good this game is is doing. This game came out last year in less than a year, Dean. I'm trying to think. In less than a year, they come out with. Three new chronicles, and it's done one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and there's still ten days to go. To me, that that this game is three hundred and something. I don't see how this isn't in the top one hundred. For I mean, people who like Euro style games, this game is dumb good. Dumb good. That's a direct John quote. I love this game, man. There you go. The art is fantastic. Funtails just killed it on this game. Yeah, I really, really love it. Matias Kramer killed it. Our game of the year. This was my number three game of the year. Obviously, so good. I love it because it's in my top ten. That's yep. my number four overall, Glenmore 2 Chronicles. Yep. You What's your number it. three, baby? Top three. Here you we go. It, John, that one's fantastic. My number three is a game that was in your top 50, but it dropped a lot, quite okay. a bit. This is a Jimmy Stegmeier game again. Okay. Almost back to back, not quite back to back. I thought I thought that that um, Morton Peterson was involved in the solo version of this one too, but it looks like maybe maybe I was wrong about that. Unless it's just not listed on here, BGG. That I'm is, surprised that this is higher than Tapestry. Scythe. Yeah. These I actually really went back and forth on these. Uh, actually, my top five. Um, yeah. Especially my three through five. <clears throat> I went back and forth on you know, like where everything was going to go. Uh, Scythe is a, I want to say a war game, kind of, but you're not battling necessarily. Like, you don't have to battle to win this game. It helps. Yeah. Um, but in this game, you are trying to get your stars out on the board by doing different things. And part of that is you could be moving up on these uh, particular tracks. If you move up all the way on there, you get to put a star out on the board. If you win battles, you get to put a star out on the board. Um there's lots of different ways you can do that, but then you have yep. these multiplier ways of scoring points at the end of the game. The interesting part of this game is that there is a threat of war more so than there's actual war often in this game. Because if you like, if I attack John, for example, I and I win, then I could set myself up to get attacked right back. So you don't really just want to willy-nilly attack everyone that you can. Mm-hmm. And if you're attacking and they have um and they have villagers in their spots. Villagers, is that the right word? Then then you'll remember. lose popularity. So it feels very thematic, too. Like, you don't want to just go around destroying everybody because people won't like you then. I really enjoy the ex- exploration part of this game where you're going around and you have these cards that come up and, and these encounter cards, and you make these interesting decisions yeah. about what you want to do. And sometimes they're really tough decisions. But ultimately, on this game, you're just moving your tile you're moving your pawn to take an action and that's it and so the gameplay itself is pretty simple but the complexity and how all of that plays out is 
is fairly high. This is a fantastic game, really well designed. The art is amazing, so beautiful. I love this game, Scythe. A lot of people, John mentioned earlier that, uh, what was it, Terraforming Mars often is this lifestyle game for people. Mm-hmm. Scythe, this is is, too. Scythe very much is that game for a lot of yeah. people. Every time we go to like Tennessee game days locally, there's like a big table of like eight guys playing some massive battle in this game or something like that. And they love this game. Seven. Same guys. Yeah. Seven guys? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Seven guys. I, as soon as I said eight, I thought, is there even eight in this? Yeah, there's seven, but it's... I would not play a seven-player game, I don't think. I've not played one, and I just can't imagine that I would love how long that game would take. Yeah, I really don't know. really like Scythe. But, oh, I, but I it's do a think fun it's, game. It is funner at, at funner? higher... Funner? Is that what you said? It's funner at higher player counts, is what I was saying. Funner. Um, yeah, it, that one... That's how you say it, right? More fun. It's more fun. I don't think that's right. Yeah. It's a one-syllable word. If I had a DeLorean, I would drive it from time to time. That's pretty good. You did not make that up. I did not make that up. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, it, dro- it dropped for me just because, I don't know, the last time I played it, the decisions didn't seem as interesting. But also, I think that's because I've been playing it at lower player counts. I, that you do need to have high. Like, I think a four-player version of this, you do have to wait for other people's turns, but it makes the battling and stuff a whole lot Correct. more interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. At, and and I, I play mostly two-player games, and Scythe is just not that interesting at two players. It's okay. Yeah. It's just not that interesting. So you need at least three, probably four would be nice too. So it's still a fun game. But there you go. All right, that's your number three. My number three of all time is ranked number 10 overall. So I'm basically, I'm going outside the box a little bit. You're basically pandering to the people. Uh, I'm not. I just think that, you know, BGG people know good games. It was my number two last year. It dropped one spot to number three. It is better than Maracaibo. Funner is correct. You can use Funner. It is at, really. Yeah. Are you googling it? Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that. You can. It's going to raise few ar- fewer eyebrows, is what I'm reading. It's going to raise a few eyebrows. It's going to raise fewer if you say more or most fun, but it doesn't mean it's incorrect to say Funner. Great Western Trail, number three. Great Western Trail. I think it's Alexander Fister still my favorite game that he's done. I like it better than Maracaibo, Mombasa. I mean, these the games that I really love, I think this is just still his best game. You got that deck building aspect with the cows and the cattle. You get to kind of build an engine of putting the buildings out as you're going. You also can kind of hose other players potentially, which I don't know some people like that or don't like that, costing them money to go through. Um, you're You're buildings all that kind of stuff it's relatively it's weighted 3.7 dean is it that complex what's maracaibo rated weighted i mean i I think a little higher than that i would think so yeah 3.7 does seem very high it seems a little high but i do remember playing this with my brother-in-law and my father-in-law and they were like what like thought the iconography was complicated and all that stuff and i just i think it's really good for i what think it is. that that you just nailed it the iconography i think is what makes this a more complicated game but it's not once you know the after game. you play it one time through i think you pretty much understand what they are that might be right but it's it and then you have like the engine building on your own player board with the different types of guys that you can get i just i, I love this game man and i just want to play it all the time so great western trail number three overall All right, my number two overall was number seven on my list last year. This is ranked overall 34 on Board Game Geek. Came out in 2018. 
by Leader Games. I know that. Root. Root. I really want to play this again. Is an amazing game. Yeah. And I think the base game itself is fun. I think the expansion materials are make it better. Now, funner? And that's that they are funner. Uh, I might not be fully right on that, but what I was reading seemed like funner is a correct word. But the expansion materials make this game um, a better game, I think. And I, it's just so fun. I love the idea of being able to play a game where you are playing something so different than the other players. Like with the, the Marquis de Cat, you are moving around the board and your actions depend on the buildings that you have out on the board. They, mm-hmm. Your actions don't depend on that, but the, the amount of stuff you can do on your actions. So I can... Uh, if I have um, if I have a sawmill out, I'll be able to produce a lot of wood, which will let me build more buildings. Okay, I can also take the action that allows me to get more cats out onto the board, but that depends on how many of those particular buildings that I have out, and that's where they're going to produce the cats. Mm-hmm. Also, how you're going to craft the different cards from your hand depends on the buildings that you have out on the board. So that's really interesting. But then you get over to the the Irie, Eerie, Eerie. Eerie is what I would say. Eerie. <clears throat> Those are the birds. And the birds, you are um, you're I programming. You were, I didn't know you were waiting for a response. You're programming your cards for the Eerie, and it plays so differently. And then you've got, like, you know, like the Alliance, then you have the, the Vagabonds. They all play so differently, which makes this game so much fun. It does make it difficult to teach this game for the first time. But mm. it's not impossible. You just need sure. to make sure that the first time you play this, you've got a, lo- a decent amount of time set up to be able to explain how these different actions work. Like you, you have a few things that you can explain that everyone can relate to, but yeah. then everyone needs to know how their specific factions work. I will say this, though, that the player boards are phenomenal in helping you, like walking you through those steps that you need to do. I think it's really well done. It is a really beautiful game, too. I love it so much. That's Root number two. And I have said this, I've quoted that if there is a game that could overtake my number one game, it would be Root. So who knows? Someday, maybe. Maybe. I, I want to play this again. We talked about this um, you know, earlier whenever I had it on my list. I really like this game. I haven't got a chance to play it. My wife doesn't really like it. Um, I've been itching, itching to play this game. I love what you said. Absolutely love how the um, character, the factions act so differently. I, I just feel like this is a game, Dean, that you just probably don't need to teach more than like one new person. You know what I mean? Like getting to the table and having to teach three new people, all the factions and stuff is just a daggum nightmare. The way that I've, I've found maybe most beneficial, you mentioned having somebody to, to hold your hand. John likes people to hold their, his hand and walk him through games. Hold my hand. I want you to hold my hand. <laughs> I've sat down with people with the whole table. None of them have played it before. I've taught them the game. And then I stayed there with them for the first like two or three rounds so that they could ask questions and I could help, you know, walk through their first couple turns. And the rule book actually does that the first time you've played it. It will tell you what to do for those first couple rounds, kind of hold your hand through that. And I think that's really helpful too. There you go. Just a great experience. Root. Number two overall, man. These are such good games. Here we go. Hold on. The full name of that one is Roots, a game of woodland might and right. I could have told you that. Yep. All right. I don't know why I had to say that. I don't either. You like drama. My number two overall, speaking of drama, was my number 22 last year. So I just knocked off a number and made it my number two overall. It rose 20 spots because I own it now. And I've gotten to play it a whole lot more. Before, I used to play it on my app all the time. 
Now I play this. I played it last night. It's an Uwe Rosenberg game. What is it, Dean? You just told me what you played last we night. We literally talked about this an hour ago. You know what? I You kept saying, you said I played it on my app. I know what it is, but you said I played it on my app all the time. My mind immediately went to Seven Wonders, and I was like, I thought you already said Seven Wonders. Nope. This is Le Havre. Le Havre. Le Havre. This game is brilliant. I played it again last night just to verify, because I wanted to verify how good this game is. And in Le Havre, you are... You're building these buildings. You're putting your worker onto the buildings to do just all kinds of different things. Just so many things. You've got to feed your folks as well, which it can be really, really, really tight when it comes to feeding your workers. It can be agonizing to feed your workers in this game, which is why I don't know how much Dean will like it because it really depends on how the cards come out and it makes the game feel so fresh. So the wharf could be really low on a stack, meaning you've got to build all these other ones before you can even get to the wharf so that you can actually start building ships instead of paying for ships, which is so expensive to pay for ships. Wow. Or it could be really close to the top and it's actually makes it a little simpler and the game is not as tough to feed your folks. But I mean, you can go out and you have so many different engines you can build in this game. So many different engines. Dean, you can take cattle, since you're talking about meat. You can slaughter them cattle. You can turn it into meat. It can turn it into hides. You can go and you can sell your hides. You can tan your hides if you want to. You can build leather from the hides, Dean. So many things. You can bake bread, Dean. <laughs> you can ship these goods out for francs, make money. It, that's what I think is so brilliant. There's so many different paths that you can go in this game. So many different things that you can do. And then you have this simple decision of, what do I do this turn? Place my worker and do the action on the building or take the offer, which there's seven offers on the board. And they're piling up. And you're like, oh my gosh, I want to build this building. but And I want to build it before my opponents do. But whoa, oh, there are... There's three irons right there, and I need iron. I know I'm going to need iron. If I don't take it, I know someone's going to take it. I just love that stuff. Boom! Lahav, amazing. Okay. All right. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> another Rosenberg game on there. Uh, that's going to be Oof. two so far in the top ten. I, have you played the physical copy of this? No, I've only played the app version of it, and it was fine. <laughs> But we need to have a Rosenberg day where I teach three games to you. Oh gosh, that sounds miserable. Like back to back Rosenberg games, back to back to back of his heavier games does not sound appealing to me at all. Although I like his games. Get out of here, Dean. I really like him. I think I would like, I like Lahav the app. I will say that. I think I would really like the physical copy of this game, but I just don't have anything much to say about it because I don't really know. Number two overall, from twenty-two to two, it's a How real Cinderella that than story. Concordia? It is. I want to play it more. <laughs> I love Concordia, but I just want to play it more. So there you go. You ready for my number you one? You can't game use of all my time? words against me. Number one game of all time for me and for most of the rest of the world. This is another war game. Listen to this: one, two, three, and four could all be considered somewhat war games. Not really. Tapestry has a war element, right? You're battling. Kind of. Baseball highlights does not. Scythe. <laughs> Scythe Ball is, is war. that. Root is a war game. Blood Rage is a war game. Wow. Still my number one. Number one still. 
Blood. Wow. It's going to be hard to knock off Blood wow. Rage for my number one game. This game is just incredible. This was a top 50 game for you two. It dropped quite a bit from your list. I, I remember I was top 10 for you last year, but not. It was like 29 for me or something. This year. 30 something this year. Yeah, but it's still, I still really like it. So This game is amazing. So you are drafting cards. Everyone's drafting cards. And after you've drafted those cards, you're going to be playing your turns. You're going to be playing your actions. And a lot of times it's going to be placing cards into your uh, and onto your board, which will upgrade your your clan stats or your warrior stats, or your uh, it'll add monsters and all these things are going to be going out on the board because you're going to be battling for these different territories. You're yep. going to battle for those territories so that you can gain the benefit that's there when you pillage that specific area. But also, some of the cards that you're going to have are going to be quest cards, and when you play those, they have to do with having an, uh, a majority in an area. And so if I have a majority, at least in one of these territories in, in one specific area, I'll get points that way. I love this game so much. And it's just every time I've played it, it has been such a blast with the people that I've played with. Yeah. Even if the, they're getting just destroyed. Because I will say this, there's not much of a catch-up mechanism in this game. Like if you're getting beat. Well, I mean, Loki, if you decide to just say, Screw, you know, forget it, I'm going to do that. Right. But that's not necessarily a catch-up mechanism. That's something you've got to like go pull hog I agree. on. Like I you agree. just have to go yeah. for that strategy. But I mean, I've played this shift game gears. where our buddy Scott, I think it was, scored. I have in my mind 18 points. I think Jonathan says it was like 24 Whoa. points. It was not many. Wow. And you know, other people might be scoring 100 hundreds, points. Hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. Yeah. So wow. you're getting, you know, you're getting beat by hundreds. But he loved the game. Like, he still really enjoyed it. it. This game is wonderful. It is fantastic. From my favorite designer, Eric Lang, who I've mentioned Rising Sun, I've mentioned Godfather, uh, uh, Arcadia Quest, but this is my favorite. And it's going to be really hard to take this game down because it's incredible blood rage. And all that plays in about an hour to an hour and a half, which makes it even better. Blood rage is totally engrossing start to finish. Yep. It's and it's really very, thematic. Very tense game. It's really. I see. I know why. I I totally get why it's your number one. It's super thematic. You're you're yeah. It's an absolute bloodbath. You're totally engaged from start to finish. Yeah. I I mean I like the game. I like it. Yep. It's I don't. Excellent. Do you have any of the expansions? I think I have everything for Blood Rage. I have a couple expansions and they do nothing for me. Like I didn't think that they were really that amazing. Really. Yeah. Okay. I can understand not loving the... I just um, didn't think that I've got Gods of Asgard. The Gods of Asgard is not my favorite. Yeah, I, I don't love that one. And then but, I have another one. But the Mystics of Midgard, I think, is a lot of I've fun. got the Mystics of Midgard, that too. One, that one adds quite a bit, I think. Maybe. I, I, I remember playing Gods and going, it just seems like more characters. Like it didn't. You know what I mean? Like It was like, hey, here's some more stuff. But I, don't, I didn't think it really improved the gameplay. Yeah. You know? This is a game... Now, there are some Kickstarter exclusives out there from the original Kickstarter, and then they did another Kickstarter with the... Um, digital version of this game mm -hmm. if you if you missed out on those don't feel like you have less of a game because you don't yeah um, I, I still think just the base game of this without any expansion stuff i agree is still my number one game i actually play the base game more than just i mean i'll add those sometimes but i'm just not that in, yeah it's just it wasn't. most of the time i'll play with with mystics of midgard even with new people i'll add that in because it's not too difficult there you go number one dean of all time there you go my number one game of all time is a game that was not on my list last year because it was new to me this year. I don't know why I waited so long to play this game. It was one of those ones that for a long time I kept saying, why have I not played this? 
why have I not played this? Why have I not played this? And then I played it and I went, oh my gosh. I played it this two nights ago and my wife and I played it and she beat me. And I looked at her and I said, this is your favorite game. And she said, it's my favorite game. That's nice to have the same favorite game. Are both of you our? You just play that every day. I know. I after I finished playing this, I said I want. I would. I would absolutely, if it wasn't so late, run this back again right now. And I know that if I play a two-hour long game and I'm re- ready to run it back again, that I must really like a game. I want to play this with you too. Go ahead and say what the name. That is a feast for Odin. Three Uva games in my in my top ten. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Who did that surprise? No one. No one did it surprise. None person. Rank number surprise. 22 overall, Dennis Lowhouse and Art. This game, Dean, you... <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed my play of this, but I've only played it once, and I can't I can't really it's give it the so proper... It's so good. Like, this is one where I do think that this or Caverna could be, would probably be your number one. The poly, There's a polyomino. You like polyominoes. There's a puzzle to this game. Okay, just before we move on, you don't have to convince me of any of this. I know that I would like this game. I just need to play it more. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of worker placement spots. It's not going to be my number one game. It's a lot of spots, and you do you can feel overwhelmed the first time you play. You can go a ton of directions in this game. You do get some cards and occupation that could help you start off at the beginning of the game, which I like that. Kind of a, a direction like Agricola that you, it'll kind of point you, which I love. It. But I love how you're upgrading. The upgrading your goods is what it's all about. I love that about Fields of Arl whenever you upgrade it. But this one, there's four levels, basically, of most goods. Yeah. And continually upgrading those just feels so good when you're doing that. And I love going out and, and pillaging um, or raiding. Because the cool thing about this game is here's dice can be really frustrating. Chucking dice can be really frustrating. But in A Feast for Odin, Uva gives you something really good if you don't win or don't like what you did. So, for example, I go raiding and I roll the dice and it's a 12-sided die. I can add some cards to it, add some stone to it in order to uh, get, you know, whatever value... Um, polyomino shape to put out which is different weapons and, and, and treasure and different things like that but if I don't so let's just say I send two workers out and I go to do this and I don't get it then I get a stone I get a sword which can be used to up the value later and I get one of my workers back so I only gave up one worker to get all that to get a stone and a sword that's fine like it's not the best but it's good enough to go Oh, I don't feel bad. At least I got that. So next time I can be better. You know what I mean? When you're pillaging, how many sea monsters can you throw into the battle? That's the, the, none. Or sea, fire giants? None sea monsters and none fire giants. Okay. I, okay. It does not seem satisfying. It is. He did this game. This game is a perfect game. Okay. That's why it's my number one. <laughs> I, I love because, but the thing is, I love chucking the dice and going, or the die, it's one, chucking a die and going, oh, I wonder what I'm going to get, and that excitement of it. But then even if it's disappointing, it's like, eh, it's not the end of the world. Okay, I'll try again later. Can you and I battle, and then I send all of your people to Valhalla? Is that is that an option in this game? I am going to go. Meeple Town, tell us what the better Viking game is. What? Oh, there's <laughs> no doubt about it. A Feast for Odin is, is better than Blood Rage. I think Meeple Town would agree with that. You mean, you mean do a poll? You mean you gonna do a Twitter poll and just yeah. see? Let's, Let's do see it. it. Let's just see. I could be totally wrong. I will wrong. say this: it does just because Meeple Town would say that doesn't mean that's the actual truth. <laughs> what does BGG say about this? Feast for Odin's rated really high. It's twenty-two. Yeah, 
yeah, they're they're actually really close. And I obviously I'm being very silly right now, but um, let's do, I, we I should really do that poll. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have people like me who say blood rage, and people like you that say it's subjective. Rage. It all is. It's personal opinion. <laughs> it's personal opinion. You said objective. It is objective. Like this is the actual factual truth that blood rage is the better game. It is subjective. Subjective. Sorry. Um. Sometimes words. I really, really want to play Feast for Odin again. When I hear you talk about it, I know Jonathan loves this game. Steph Hodge really loves this game. And everybody really, really enjoys this game. And so many people consider this to be Uva's best best game. It is. And I really enjoyed my play of this game. I will say, I think that if you've only played it one time like myself, it can be frustrating because you're not, you're not going to score a lot of points in this game. But when you look, like, because when I first played, Jonathan and I, he, he beat me, but we both compared our scores to, like, high scores, and we're like, oh, wow. Like, how how would you get that many points? But it's just, it, it's one of those lifestyle things. Like, you, you have to play it more and more, which is cool, and I do want to explore this game. I love that about it, and I love, like, I, honestly, a couple games ago, I had a brilliant game and just scored a ton of points, and the last time, I didn't do so well. And it was just like, wow, oh, because I'm just exploring all these different strategies, right. and that's so fun. There's a lot of different paths that you can take to scoring points in this game. This game is just so good. This episode is way too long when it comes to us trying to do shorter episodes, by the way. But it's our top ten, yeah. so we wanted to do that. Yeah, that's 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 what I was. Just we didn't want to rush this. We'll, we'll get um, we'll get back to our normal like length episodes, and we're still going to be doing the weekly podcast. But real fast, John, are there any that dropped off your list that you can just mention? Like maybe why? Not not necessarily top 10 but anywhere on your list yeah i'm gonna pull up my list from last year um i'll, I'll go ahead and say mine yeah go ahead while go you're thinking that up so yep. for me uh pandemic legacy okay dropped off my uh dropped off my list this was number five overall but it was hard for me to keep a legacy game on this list that's the only reason it doesn't mean i like okay. it any less Dice Masters was number 11 last year and did not make my top 50. That game is terrible. I'm glad it is not. <laughs> it is not terrible. I love I do not like that game at all. I love Dice Masters. It is one so of many my people favorite love that, that I love to play with my wife. Uh, but it just fell for me. It still it still would be in my top 100. Really enjoy it a lot. It just it's just over time kind of fallen for me a little bit. Um uh, Istanbul was one. I think I may have mentioned that. I think Istanbul. Actually, no, 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 not Istanbul. What's the game I was thinking of? Um, Yokohama. There we go. Yokohama oh, is yeah. one that dropped off. It was lower on my list. Just didn't quite make it. Dinosaur Island, another one that would be top hundred, but it just fell off my fifty. All right, here's some that fell off my oh, fifty. Viticulture was another one, but that was towards the bottom of my fifty. So go ahead. Um, Orleone. That was my highest one that dropped off. Not, not very many of my top, and that's because Altiplano just kind of, kind of, I wouldn't say totally killed it because I still want to play Orleone. I still think it's a really good game. Did you hear me leaving the studio? You did. Um, I think out of, I think that until we get to number 23, none none, none of, of the other ones dropped off. Uh, 23 uh, Gentis, Gentis dropped off, and we've talked about why. It just isn't quite as good as I thought it was. I got, it was one of those games that, unlike Lahav, when I got it, instead of it rising, it sank because it just, it was fine. It's a fine game. It's a good game, but I'm not, I wasn't just going crazy about it. Rage of the North Sea dropped off because Paladins of the West Kingdom beat it. Puerto Rico dropped off because, mm, I don't know. I just, haven't had quite the same feels that I used to. I still When's really love Puerto Rico. Mm, probably a year ago, so probably around the time that we did this uh, last year. So that could that could have something to do with it. Um, plus, again, I, I play mostly two player games, and you can't really play that two players. 
So Gold West dropped off, which is a game that I really, I still really like Gold West. Um, the other games just kind of surpassed it, Dean. Australia dropped off um, because I still really, I still, I played that right before. It was kind of, I still enjoy it for what it is. Like if I just want a really thematic, fun, like Cthulhu type game, I like it. It's just not top, um, you know, 20, I mean, top 50 <laughs> list, uh, list of what material. The sa- <laughs> I, there's still more that dropped off here, um, but I'll just, I'm going to give you a couple of the saddest ones. I think that dropped off. Probably my saddest one was village just because I feel like it, there's a personal connection to that game for some reason. And it just, I've had other games that have, you know, surpassed it. Um, there were some here that I would put on here last year that I'm kind of like, man, I'm glad it's gone. Cause I didn't really want it on there anyways. Yeah. All right. There you go. Like innovation. I was just, yeah, it's that still fine. Our, it's a fine game. That was our top 10 games. We've been going through our top 50 games. We're going to get back to a, a little bit of a normal format in the podcast, doing some more reviews, um, entering in those new segments. We did mention that we're going to be doing a mailbag Meeple town mail, so if you have not asked us questions, you got good questions about us, they can be about our top 50 games. They can be about uh, John's choice of words when he talks. There you go. About anything. His ridiculous hat on right now. Anything you want to ask us questions about, we may or may not got ask my those questions. MeepleTownMail at gmail.com. Just send an email there, to your questions, and we will answer them in the future. Until next time, John, tell people how they can get in touch with us as we close out episode number 50. 50, all right. We'd love for you to rate it. We'd love for you to rate it 50, which doesn't matter. It doesn't happen. That's not an imaginary number. No, we'd like to you rate it five out of five stars. If you won't rate it five out of five, we would tell you do not rate this podcast. Nope. Don't do it. Rate it. Rate it whatever you want. All right. So uh, in reality, if you go to Meepletown, in reality, and being real meepletowngames.com gives you all of our information on just about all we do at meepletown games facebook instagram and twitter and we're board game geek guild 3407 thanks for coming down to meepletown yes well dean are you how do you feel after that i feel really good and no doubt no doubt blood rage is more oh my gosh feeling like i'm raiding pillaging all of that in your dumb game. I guarantee you that my list is better than yours. <laughs>